Hi, it has been so exciting seeing the registrations coming in for our Revive Lifestyle Medicine Safari Retreat in Africa happening this January 2025. If this has been on your bucket list or if you have already gone and you cannot wait to go back, now is the time to save your spot. We'll be having incredible wildlife viewing excursions, including primate trekking, seeing elephants, rhinos, giraffes, lions, and more. Cultural experiences with local guides, healthful food in beautiful accommodations, participating in a service project, and sharing expertly guided lifestyle medicine activities, including nutrition, physical activity, stress relief, sleep, connection, nature, and more. How can you find out more about it? Well, go to the website, stressfreemd.net slash safari-retreat. That's stressfreemd.net slash safari-retreat, where you can learn more about our incredible itinerary and save your spot. CME is included for healthcare professionals. Any questions, reach out, and I cannot wait to share this incredibly transformative experience with you. Hi everyone, and welcome to the Stress-Free MD Podcast, where you learn how to be stress-free from the inside out, elevate your calm, and live your best, healthiest life. I'm your host, Dr. Robin Tiger, your self-care doctor. Hi everyone, and welcome back to the Stress-Free MD Podcast. I'm really happy that you're here today because we have a very special guest. My friend, Dr. Brian Asbill is here and he wears many incredible hats. And just some of them include that he is a board certified cardiologist. He is the very first board certified lifestyle medicine physician through the American College of Lifestyle Medicine. He's the medical director of cardiac rehab at Mission Health and co-founder of the Lifestyle Medicine Advancement Group here locally in Asheville, which is where we met. And he's the co-founder of Ruckus Health. He's making an amazing ruckus in a really good way, which he'll share with us in just a bit. So welcome, Dr. Asbill. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Robin. Thank you so much for being here. So I know your incredible story, and I would love for you to be able to share with our listeners, starting with just how did you come to realize that as you were practicing traditional medicine and the way that you were taught, that there was more that you needed to do? Yeah, yes, great question. I've I've answered this, and a lot of people have probably heard this, but maybe not as many of your listeners, so happy to share that journey. I came to Asheville in 2001, start my cardiology practice right out of fellowship and excited, idealistic, you know, started here in July of 2001, had our firstborn son in September, took the boards in November. It was just a whirlwind first year mm. and a lot of hard work, but great and, and fun. And about 10 years, maybe into that practice, I had at that point taken on the directorship of the lipid clinic. So I was a board-certified lipidologist as well as cardiologist. And lipidology probably was my first introduction 
into the power of nutrition, although the focus in lipidology was very much on the old pills and procedures approach. But I had this sense that I kept seeing the same things. I, I kept seeing the same cardiovascular disease with hypertension and dyslipidemia and diabetes and obesity. And I felt like I would have people on the right medications. I would have them well-managed. You know, their cholesterol and their blood pressure and their sugars were all normal. But they would continue to have events. We would have patients who would be stented and then bypassed, and then their bypasses would be stented. And it takes some time and practice to realize that and to become maybe frustrated with that. I certainly was. And then in about 2013, I had sort of my epiphany where I had a patient that came to see me for a second opinion who had had two open heart surgeries, two bypasses, two coronary bypass graft surgeries, and was having angina every day. And he was spending part of the year in Ohio and part of the year near Asheville. And it had been recommended to him in Ohio that he have a third bypass surgery. And he was having angina requiring nitroglycerin on a daily basis just to do his activities of daily living. And so as fate would have it, I had a book that had been given to me by another patient called Prevent Reverse Heart Disease by Dr. Caldwell Esselstyn, who ironically was at the Cleveland Clinic. There are a lot of ironies in this or synchronicities. So I gave it to the patient and his symptoms were stable. And I said, look, come back in three months. If it gets worse, call me. But if things are okay, let's talk about it again in three months. And I don't think you, you're certainly, there's no urgency to have a third open heart surgery. And at that point, I'd had two patients who had had a third procedure and neither one of them had done very well with that procedure because you've used up your bypasses and you're using predominantly cadaveric grafts and it just doesn't work well. So I saw him three months later, he had lost 27 pounds, which was great, but not the goal. His cholesterol dropped hundred points. Wow. So I stopped his, he was on Zetia. I stopped his Zetia. I decreased his statin dose by 75%. But what blew me away was he said, within a week of changing my diet from the standard American diet to a whole food plant-based diet, I have not had any angina requiring nitroglycerin for the whole three months. I'm walking on a treadmill for 30 minutes a day at this incline and this speed. And I just was dumbfounded, honestly. I thought that is the most incredible result to an intervention that I could have imagined. And it wasn't the intervention that I had been trained to offer. And so that started the, the whole transformation for me professionally. So that pivot happened in 2013. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you were checking all the boxes and where doctors were taught, you know, do this, do this, do this. You check the boxes, the labs, you check the boxes, his, you know, his metrics, everything was, was where it was supposed to be. And yet he was still having chest pain. Oh, yeah. Still having events. And so for three months, he had nothing. How often was he having you know, symptoms, like other than that? Prior to that, literally, he was taking about five nitroglycerin a day. Wow. He couldn't walk the dog, you know, stuff that you just take for granted. Couldn't do it. He, was ta- he would take nitroglycerin preemptively. And we talk about that sometimes. You know, if you're going to go f- walk the dog, take a nitro before you go, dilate the vessels and see if that'll help. But he was dilating, he was increasing his nitric oxide production, you know, endogenously through eating the right foods. It was, it was just unbelievable to me. And that's when I thought, I've got to do something else. I've got to learn more about this. I didn't plan to be lifestyle medicine certified at the time. There wasn't such a thing. But I, I came across the American College of Lifestyle Medicine about that time, early in its career. And I, w- I had CME money that was kind of use it or lose it. 
Yeah. Facilitator. And I, you know, none of us like to lose our CME money, right? So I, I'm going to find something. If I have to buy eight textbooks, I'll buy eight. Textbooks. <laughs> yeah. So, so I bought this facilitator training in CHIP, the Complete Health Improvement Program, out of Loma Linda, California, Lifestyle Medicine Program, and I started offering that to patients after work twice a week. And I heard routinely from them, this is the best I've felt in years. And why has my doctor never told me this before? And that was just another step on the path. Then we brought the Ornish Cardiovascular Disease Reversal Program to Mission as our intensive cardiovascular rehab program in 2016. And just more of the same. Unbelievable. And, and then it just was a matter of time. I was incorporating lifestyle medicine into my traditional cardiology practice. And patients were quickly learning that, you know, I was the one that would listen to them when they wanted a different approach. I was still doing traditional cardiology. I'm still prescribing statins and was still recommending catheterization, stenting when appropriate, et cetera. But introducing them to a different path. And it was not only was it life-changing for the patients, it was career-changing for me. I wasn't burned out. I enjoyed my practice most of the time, you know, the night call on the weekends. And occasionally when you're 30 minutes behind in the office, it was, of course, very stressful. But I enjoyed it. I wasn't looking to leave. I wasn't looking for something else. Something else came in. But it was a very, very different energy for me. In the in the traditional cardiology clinic, I'm trying to figure out how to use a different statin because you're not tolerating the statin you're on. You're complaining of muscle symptoms. I just know that the patient doesn't feel well. And I'm I felt sort of powerless to really change that. And with lifestyle medicine, as I said, it, it people were saying, this is the best I felt in years. And as a healer, as a provider, as a doctor, that's the kind of energy that just lifts you up every day. I, I was exhausted when I would go to CHIP to offer CHIP to my patients after work initially. And I sort of just, you know, trudged into CHIP thinking, oh gosh, I got to do this for two more hours. It's already been a 10 and a half hour day. And then after CHIP, I was just, I would leave with that, you know, gosh, can't believe how awesome that was. I can't wait to do this again on Thursday. It's just a completely different feeling. Wow. So this education empowered you as a physician because you were then able to empower your patients by teaching them how to take care of themselves. When you went into medicine to serve others and to help others heal, and there was this block that until 2013, you just couldn't get through, but then you found out how to do it. It's really amazing. And so we have listeners that probably don't even know what lifestyle medicine is. Can you just briefly tell people what that is and and what those pillars are. Yeah. Lifestyle medicine is, as you said, empowering patients to really care for themselves. And we focus on six pillars. We focus on nutrition, predominantly a whole food plant-based diet, not exclusively. Exercise, physical activity, I'll call it. Exercise is kind of a four-letter word sometimes. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Sleep, stress management, toxin avoidance. I'm not sure exactly what to call that pillar you know, smoking and risky alcohol use, Mm -hmm. some environmental toxins potentially, and then connection relationships, which, which really is a big one. You know, that when I did the Ornish program, Ornish focuses on four, four pillars. It's movement, it's nutrition, it's stress management, and it's what he calls group support, which is that connection piece. And as I've shared with my, my Ornish friends and patients, friends now since that that group was disbanded when HCA bought mission unfortunately and we'll be transitioning to Pritikin here soon which I hope will be an equally impactful program but 
what I heard and shared with the owners group was at that point, you know, 2016 to 2020, I felt like I knew the data around nutrition and I was eating mostly a whole food plant-based diet with clear benefit, personal benefit. I was exercising regularly. I knew that data. I was not really practicing stress management at the time in, in the Ornish programs, predominantly Hatha yoga and meditation. And I was dabbling in both, but practicing neither. In the group support piece, I sort of just, there wasn't, I didn't know the data around that. And I just sort of ignored that piece, to be honest. And through the Ornish experience, I started meditating regularly, which was a game changer for me. If we have time, we can talk about that. And what I heard routinely from the people who finished the program was that the group support piece and that that connection with other people was the glue that allowed everything else to happen. So that was impactful for me as well. Yeah, that sense of community is really, really not to be dismissed. Really, really helpful. And you're also encouraged by others to take on those other pillars when they're doing it with you. Yeah. And so like you, I mean, I was a gym rat. I still am. (laughs) And I thought that yoga meditation were for those people over there. And it took me several decades to actually embrace it as well. And then really transform my life too. So I'm so happy to hear that you're not only prescribing this for your patients, but you're living it. Like this is part of who you are. Like these pillars are who you are as well. So it was not only educational for the people you serve, but enabled you to serve yourself to be your healthiest version. Yeah. Yeah. I knew it was missing. I just wasn't sure. You know, everybody has to have that moment when you feel like, okay, I'm ready now. Yes. Sometimes, like you said, sometimes that, that moment t- takes some time to come. Yeah. And it's never too late for anyone listening. <laughs> it's never too late. Yeah. And I think <laughs> yeah. Doctors tend to be perfectionists. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we tend to set the bar too high. Mm-hmm. I was going to do it for 20 minutes a day or 30 minutes a day, every day. And, you know, of course, post-call happens and you don't do it that day. And you think, ah, oh, didn't do it. I didn't do it perfectly again. Right. Right. And that's just, uh, that, that's, um, that's something that we have to, to learn how to handle. Perfection is not the goal. Yes. No. And that you really can't do it wrong. <laughs> and that anything you do is more than you were doing before. I have doctor clients that five minutes a day, if that's what they have. And that would be transformative. And you just start by starting, you know, that perfect is the enemy of good enough. (laughs) I have a sticky note right here on my computer that says that. And I'm reminded of that every single day. Yeah. Just get started. Yeah. Just start by starting. Exactly. So then what happened? Because now you're making a ruckus. (laughs) So can you share with everyone what, what that's all about? So I knew about 20, 2018. I knew that I was going to have to make a transition. It wasn't enough for me to try to just practice lifestyle medicine within my traditional cardiology practice. I felt like I needed to make a break. And so I approached my group about transitioning out of cardiology. And I I proposed to them and we came to a 60% time agreement for two years. I was going to work 60% cardiology and the 40, other 40% was going to give me time to figure out what's next. And I have to credit my cardiology partners. And this was a new thing for them. And, you know, the less I take call and work weekends, the more someone else does. And they were incredibly supportive. They unanimously approved this slowdown option for me, which I am truly indebted to them for and will always be indebted to them for. 
and they continue to be incredibly supportive, which I, I don't know that that would be the case at every practice. So I, I, I felt very grateful for that. So I, I did that for two years. And then I was a little frustrated, honestly, with the transition because I wasn't doing it right. At one point, I was sitting, you know, just 10 feet from where I am now at the kitchen table, and I was working on multiple different presentations. And I was, it was, it was about one o'clock in the afternoon. It was in the summer. And I thought, what am I doing? I'm sitting here worrying about what font size to use, or this is not the, how I anticipated I would spend my 40% time stuck. Mm -hmm. And so I went on a, a prayerful walk, really, for about two hours with my dog and said, I need help. I, I am stuck. I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. I, I don't know how to, something's not right. And I know it's not right. And I don't really know exactly what it is that's not right. And I need some direction. And so I came back and I felt lighter just for, you know, it was, felt like I had connected with something. And an hour later, my cell phone beeps me and I check it and it's Mike Cowan. Mike is a neurosurgeon in Charlotte who went to Davidson College with me back in the day. And I had seen Mike one time in 30 years at a friend's 50th birthday party in Charlotte. And Mike had texted me and said, I understand you're interested in lifestyle medicine. So am I, can we talk? Wow. Oh <laughs> I mean, this is just the universe. <laughs> universe working. And so I called him right back and I said, Mike, I gotta tell you the story of, of why you're calling me right now. So we talked and and I remember him saying, When are you gonna stop cardiology? And I said, Well, you know, the end of 21. And he laughed. And I said, What are you laughing about? He said, You're gonna quit before then. I said, that's not my plan. And 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 we just kept talking. And sure enough, July 31st. Tomorrow will be one year. <laughs> the first of 2020, I left my practice. And we co-founded with Fred Byers, also in Charlotte, and Mike's sister, Susan Morse, who's in uh, New Hampshire. The four of us co-founded Ruckus Health, which, and our, our vision for Ruckus Health is to, to really support people as they rediscover their innate ability, empower them to live in balance, emotional, spiritual, intellectual, physical balance. And it's like any other startup. It, it is not without its um, challenges, but we're passionate about this. We're going to make it work. I'm enjoying the work. It's just, um, it's an interesting journey, but fulfilling. Yeah, fulfilling, fulfilling for you, fulfilling for the individuals you get to share all of your knowledge and expertise with. And I'm going to, I'm going to share with our audience some of the, the phrases that are on the Ruckus Health website because these are really incredible. And we don't usually think of the way that we practice medicine, the way that we're cared for in this way. Changing sick care to health care. Changing sick care to health care. I've heard that our healthcare system is a disease management system. That's really what it's been, you know, managing people's diseases and illnesses. And you have found a way to turn that around, you know, to focus on reversing what's happening, to focus on preventing anything from happening. And so that's really amazing. You know, call yourselves this disruptors <laughs> to transform, to liberate, to awaken. I mean, you're real doctors. You've got real doctors working there, right? So you're practicing medicine, but you're doing it on your terms in your way to help your patients become the healthiest versions of themselves. And it's, it's really, really incredible to work in this holistic fashion, but still have your, your Western hat on at the same time. 
And to recognize for everyone listening here that all of this is in the literature, right? I mean, there's a ton of medical literature about what you're doing, you know, and the way that you're practicing. So, yeah. That's really what drew me to lifestyle medicine as opposed to some other alternative practice styles. It was really very evidence-based. And as a evidence-based practitioner, that just spoke to me. I mean, I can tell people with scientific accuracy, what I'm telling you has been published in peer-reviewed medical journals. This works because you're, you're really sort of competing with, with big pharma and they're going to have their trials that show benefit. So we also have our trials that show benefit. And, and there's a melding of those two things. And some patients want to go with all lifestyle, no medication, and that's fine. And we'll see how that goes. And we may need to add medication next. Some patients want to go medication and, and integrate lifestyle and, and they're happy with that, that integrative approach. Other people, there are occasionally some people who say, I'll try a few things with lifestyle, but you know, nice discussion. Now, can you give me my prescription? And, and that's fine too. I, I think I see myself not as someone who has to make the decision for you, but as we said, it's empowering you to make the decision. My job is to educate you about the other possible treatment options so that you can make the decision that you feel is right for you. And, you know, you just love them all. Sometimes they, it's like a family. Sometimes you get frustrated with them. You love them, but you're frustrated. <laughs> you know that they can make a different choice. But, you know, we've all made choices that uh, we, we look back and think, hmm, I, today I would have made a very different choice. So it's a process. Yeah. But, but there's always another day to start. Yeah. 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 If you could share one thing with our audience, what, what's one thing that you would like to leave them with today? I think maybe you said it. It's, it's never too late to make a change. You know, if you feel that you're, you're stuck, really take some time. And it, it feels like, oh, gosh, I don't have time. I'm busy. You know, I'm practicing 60 hours a week. I've got a family. I've got this and that responsibility. If you're stuck, take some time and really look at that and figure out what's going on here. What, what do I, why am I stuck? What, what part of my life is, is just imbalanced? And spend some time with that and figure it out and, and start. Don't expect to be perfect. Just start and let it grow. And it will. And it will be transformative. And really just, you can't really have the joy that you want until you're in balance. And it's a constant rebalancing. But boy, I tell you, recognizing what I needed, which was the stress management piece. That, that meditation piece was what I was personally missing. And it was, it was truly transformative. It is time well spent. Wow. Thank you so much for all of that insight. And I know that we probably have a lot of people saying, how can I learn more? <laughs> how, can I, how can I find out more about what you're doing? So can you share with our audience the best way that they could learn more about you, about Ruckus, how they might reach you if they have questions or schedule an appointment? Because you are seeing patients through telehealth, right? We are. We are. I'm doing consultations virtually. Our dietitians are also seeing patients virtually. Our website is www.ruckushealth, R-U-C-K-U-S, ruckushealth.co, because .com was taken since 2014, which was surprising. But we, we left it because we felt like we were co-creating with patients and with, with businesses. And so we left it at .co, but we want to be clear that it's no M. We are revising the website. So in the next week, you'll be able to jump on the website and, and schedule a consultation with me or the dietitians if you'd like. I would also direct people to the American College of Lifestyle Medicine. Uh, it's lifestyle, I believe it's lifestylemedicine.org, but 
something similar to that, American College of Lifestyle Medicine. And if you are at all interested in learning more about lifestyle medicine, whether or not you want to integrate it into your existing practice or make a switch, those meetings are just so inspiring to hear what other people have done, to see how they've kind of figured their way out of, of this disenfranchisement and, and unfulfilling current practice. It's awesome. The annual sessions are in November, and this November it'll be in Dallas, Texas. So we, you know, I'd love to talk. And, and I'm available just to talk. You can just call me. <laughs> Email me. I will put all of that information in the show notes. So whatever email address you want to provide and, and the links to all the incredible uh, sites that you just read, that you just recommended, I'll put all of that in the show notes for anyone interested in learning more about you, about scheduling an appointment, about learning about lifestyle medicine. Thank you again so much for sharing all of this insightful information and for really being vulnerable and sharing your story as well, because I know that you're going to help a lot of people by doing that. I want to thank thank you and thank everyone for listening. Thank you so much for taking time to take care of you. Remember to be kind to one another and to be kind to yourself. And I look forward to connecting with you on the next episode of the Stress-Free MD podcast. Hi. I'm so happy that you're here listening to the Stress-Free MD podcast, learning short, actionable tools to relieve the stress in your life. And I've got some amazing news for you. I've created some short videos for you where you can learn stress-relieving tools by video format as well. Me teaching you on videos. They're totally free. They're very short. They're about five minutes in length each because I know how busy you are. And all you have to do is go to my website, www.stressfreemd.net. And on the homepage, it says, feel calm now. And then you can click the link to get your free videos and I'll send them directly to your inbox and your email. And you can share this website with your friends, your family, your colleagues, so they can feel calm too. (laughs) So go get your videos. What are you waiting for?